I'm Madeline Music, and I'm and I'm Caroline's daughter. <laughs> That's great. And well, I'm about to be six, but right now I'm just five years old. And well, uh, and my birthday's in January the sixteenth. Yes, and and we're, I'm here for the poetry slam, and I'm here for the poetry slam, and are you here for the poetry slam? Yeah. Oh yeah. Start the start us off, mommy. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to Make It Joy. This is a very special episode. It is our poetry slam. Woohoo! And I have a super special guest who is going to kick us off with a poem. And this is my sweet little girl, Madeline, and she is going to read Bear in There by Shel Silverstein. Okay, Meta, are you ready? No. Today we're going to be reading Bear in There by Shel Silverstein. That's great. There's a polar bear in our fridge there. He likes it because it's cold in there. With his seat in the meat and and his face in the fish and big hairy and his big hairy paws in the buttery dish. He's nibbling the noodles. He's much, he's munching the ice. He's slurping the soda. He's licking the ice. And he lets out a roar if you open the door. And it gives me a scare to know he's in there. That polar bear in the frigidity dare. Yeah, that was great, baby. That was great. So what, okay, what is your big wish for all of the Make It Joy people for Christmas? Well, I wish you would have a jolly, happy, merry Christmas. <laughs> That's so good. That's so great. Okay, baby. Thank you for being with us, Madeline. That was super awesome. Thank you. And now we're going to tell you what we want for Christmas. <laughs> All right. What do you want, girl? Well, the most thing I want for Christmas is, well, snow. You think we'll get any snow? No, it's Birmingham. And Birmingham is hot. I know. But I really want snow this year. <laughs> Good job, little girl. Now, what do you want for Christmas, Mommy? Mm, I want plants for the backyard. It's good? Yeah. No good? It is. How about this? I want some chocolate from the fancy chocolate shop. Chocolata. Chocolata. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Merry Christmas and... Merry Christmas. And bye, make it joy, people. Bye, make it joy, people. That was great. Hi, I'm Caroline Music, and I'm a certified life and spiritual coach, and I love to help women live life with more joy. My job is to completely and wholeheartedly believe the best in you and believe the best for you. I think that life is meant to be enjoyed, and we're meant to live with passion, purpose, and fun. In this podcast, we will talk about all things joy, what brings you joy, what keeps you from joy, and how to just enjoy life more in general. You are uniquely and wonderfully made, and you are who you are and how you are for a reason. 
My hope for you is that you will adore being you. Build a life you love, soak up as many moments as you can, and enjoy the heck out of life. Welcome to the Make It Joy podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's Caroline. I have some super special return guests and a new guest. So I have two fan favorites, Liz and Rebecca, and we have added a soon-to-be fan favorite, JoJo. Hey! <laughs> and we all wanted to get together to sit on the floor and drink and snap together and have cheese, but um, Rebecca's husband, Caleb, has had a back injury, and so Rebecca... <laughs> You have to take care of children. <laughs> and husbands. And husbands. Oh, man. It's really so much better when you're the one who's hurt because you get to just lay in bed. Yes. It reminds me of when I was pregnant and I was the princess and he was he would bring me my medicine and I loved, like I was just pampered and also my life was terrible. And I told him today, I said, the one thing I don't miss is the pain. You can have the pain. <laughs> That's but I didn't mind like being cared for. <laughs> it's nice. Very nice. It takes you back to your days of, of youth when, you know, you'd get to stay home from school and you'd watch. The Price is Right in the morning, and then Days of Our Lives would come on. Yeah. Yes, all my children for me. <laughs> and you're like way too young to be watching that. <laughs> oh yeah, but and then you watch it later as a like as a woman, and it's all the same characters with the same storyline. <laughs> ah, that's how they do. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, girls, thank you for being a part of the poetry, uh, the poetry slam, and this is um. Liz was asking me why we're doing this. <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> it's a great question. Um, and where the idea came from. And it came from, I went to a haiku party when I lived in Nashville, I don't know, 10 or, 10 or 12 years ago. And we brought all of our wine and we brought our food. And it was just a, gr a small group, maybe six or eight of us. And we would have a, a theme of a haiku, and then we would have two minutes to each write a haiku, and then we'd read them. And it was so much fun. And then we'd have another theme, and then we'd write more haikus. And it was just, it was just the best time. And I made some lifelong friends. And I, I've always loved poetry. I've had a few uh, poetry nights, and they're, you know, they're just, uh, they're just really fun. Uh, well, to me, and we'll see if y'all think so. <laughs> This is the first and possibly last annual Poetry Slam. We'll find out, right? <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, JoJo, you, okay, we're, we're new to you. The listeners are new to you. Can you give us a, let's see, a very, uh, who are you, JoJo? What's, <laughs> what's a little bit about JoJo? Yeah, um. I um, am a girl. Uh, <laughs> okay. As someone who knows her very well, let me explain her in a moment. <laughs> she dressed up as spaghetti for Halloween. Yeah. She's an adult. <laughs> a girl adult. <laughs> spaghetti. That costume was awesome. Oh, 
Okay, now you can introduce your own self. (laughs) Oh, man. I, well, um, I am 27 and I live in Birmingham. And um, she's single. I'm a single Pringle. (laughs) Um, And uh, I um, work for the Red Cross in their blood department. So if you ever want to donate blood, um, I'm your girl. And (laughs) And Jojo, what is something that brings you great joy in life? Oh, yeah, Caroline. Um, I love to like be silly and have fun. Um, so I, it's funny we say this about poetry. I won't necessarily say this is poetry that I do, but I make these little jingles for my friends on their birthday. And it's like, basically like, um, just random stuff. It's kind of funny, but it's like, like one was like, (laughs) biscuits are flaky. Coffee's hot. Unloved is something that John Colburn is not. <laughs> and that was one of my friends. So it's, I wouldn't call it poetry, but it's like a little jingle. And I feel like fun just putting those together. Just That's so great. Fun. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for joining us, Jojo. We're, we're delighted to have you. Uh, okay. Let's kick it off with our first poem, shall we? Yes. Sure. Um, I'll read our first one. It's, uh, it's by Billy Collins. Uh, just a tidbit about Billy Collins is he was dubbed the most popular poet in America, and he's famous for conversational witty poems that welcome readers with humor, but often slip into quirky, tender, or profound observation on the everyday, reading and writing and poetry itself. And he was the Poet Laureate of the United States from 2001 to 2003. Um, and I think I... I discovered him in graduate school. Uh, Okay, and a little bit about this poem. This is, he is talking about how he wants his students to feel when they interact with poetry, while the end of the poem talks about how the students actually engage with the poetry. And he emphasizes that poetry is an art form as opposed to something that needs to be defined and figured out. And by the way, guys, these um, poems have not been uh, practiced, so... Prepare for stumbles. (laughs) Okay, so I thought this would be a good one to start off with because it's going to tell us what kind of mind to have. Uh, This is an an introduction to poetry. I ask them to take a poem and hold it up to the light like a color slide or press an ear against its hive. I say, drop a mouse into a poem and watch him probe his way out or walk inside the poem's room and feel the walls for a light switch. I want them to water ski across the surface of a poem, waving at the author's name on the shore. But all they do is tie the poem to a chair with rope and torture a confession out of it. They begin beating it with a hose to find out what it really means. The end. Snaps. (laughs) (laughs) okay and uh i the next couple we've got coming up uh i was so i i picked these and you girls have picked some but i i did want these in here and they're all by the same author and uh liz rebecca and jojo y'all can figure out who wants to read what but uh 
the backstory here is so a year or two ago we were in Raleigh, North Carolina for Thanksgiving, I think, and Matthew and I escaped for an hour or two to go to my favorite place that I always go and we're there, and that's the Total Wine Shop. Mm. Um, it's like this humongous mega store. Have y'all been to it? No. And it's fun. It's amazing. It's a chain, and it's like, I mean, it's it's the best. There are unique wines, but it's just like, you know, a wine house. But anyway, so I always go there. And then we went to a bookstore after. And there was a little fireplace and the poetry section. And we walked over to it and we found this book. Um, and it's a book for, it is called Love Poems for People with Children. And it's by John Kenny. And he sometimes uh, contributes to The New Yorker. And he's very funny. <laughs> and there was this book. And then there was one Love Poems for Married People. And and now he has one love poems for anxious people, and I don't have that one yet. But anyway, we thought these books, the, both of these were so funny that we bought some for all the people in our our small group, like our church small group, and we gave them these really lewd poems. <laughs> I love it. So, um, well, I was thinking, who uh, who wants to read the first one? I have a baby, so I'll I'll take a stab. <laughs> Who will be the first to get up? 3.42 a.m. The baby is crying again. Who will get up first? I know that you know that I am not asleep. I'm just faking. But I also know that you know that I know that you were faking. Because like me, you have developed the qualities of an Academy Award nominated fake sleeper. Who will break? And then you say, if you get up, I'll show you my boobs. Done. <laughs> I don't feel like that would work for me anymore. <laughs> That's how cute as they used to be. Oh, my gosh. I, I think it would work for me. Maybe I should try that trick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next, uh, Liz, Jojo, would you like to read the next one? Sure, I'll do, yeah, sure, I'll, I can do it. Yeah, okay. Um, Is this Jojo bringing the heat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, okay, here we go, diving in. Weekend breakfast with the family. I was up early on Sunday and did two loads of laundry and made a shopping list for the week and then made eggs and pancakes for everyone. My children hugged me. How lovely. You're Mrs. Squishy Butt, my daughter said, squeezing my butt, laughing. My son and husband laughed too. You are, Mom. Your butt is so squishy. You have the squishiest butt in the whole world. <laughs> Everyone kept laughing and saying I had a squishy butt. What fun! Except I guess I was a bit tired. The weekends can be long, and maybe I don't go to the gym as much as I should. You all stopped laughing, though, when I threw the bowl of pancake batter into the sink and shouted, you can all go straight to hell. I may have overreacted. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> I'm so curious. When is Madeline going to stop asking if I'm pregnant? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> the worst is when it's a kid that's not yours. 
You're like, ooh, have you got a baby in your tummy? <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> an adult stranger. Oh gosh. <laughs> That has definitely <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Same. Okay, I think I need to read this next one because Caleb's useless right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> Previously on Useless Man, sometimes I think that I could write a TV show. I have ideas that come to me all of the time. Here's one. The pilot episode would take place in a home as the children were getting ready for school. We see a woman making lunches, helping with last-minute homework, tying shoes, packing backpacks, spooning cereal. We see a man on a toilet on his iPad. (laughs) As a mother and children leave for school, the man tries to stand from the toilet, but he's been sitting for so long. His legs have gone numb. And he's stuck there all day. Credits roll. (laughs) (laughs) Snaps. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a funny thing. Whenever I get together with other women, uh, mothers really, and we'll just, it always just comes up. Two things come up. How long the husbands take. Like in the shower, they just take the longest showers and they also take showers anytime that they want to. They don't ask permission to go and take a shower. That's something that women don't. <laughs> they don't ask permission about much. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just do it. Yeah. And also, almost every uh, husband, like almost every woman's husband that I know personally, the husbands all sit on the toilet and look at ESPN for 45 minutes. <laughs> Get a break. <laughs> I'll be honest, that's actually me in our house. Not just yet, <laughs> but I bring my phone in there and shut the door and just look at it for as long as I possibly can. <laughs> what are you looking at? What are you doing with that wonderful quality time? I mean, you know, shopping on Amazon, Facebook, texting people. <laughs> Not that I don't have more time to do that now that they're seven years old now, but... No, I do that. I'm the one that does that. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have admitted that. <laughs> no, you should have. What you've admitted is that you're smarter. You're the smartest one in the room. <laughs> you've gamed the system. You've figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do what you can. <laughs> All right, gang, our next poem is by E.E. E. Cummings, who was a favorite of mine. He also has, um, he has some, this is not one of these, but uh, he has some very hot to trot poems that um, are, uh, well, just that. They're very, uh, they're steamy, but I like him so much, and I like the way that he writes, and I love his punctuation. Uh, who would like to read this? All right, let's see here. Okay. Go. <laughs> so a little bit about E.E. E. Cummings. Um, An American poet, as one of the most innovative poets of his time, Cummings experimented with poetic form and language to create a distinct personal style. Um, A typical Cummings poem is spare and precise, employing a few key words eccentrically placed on the page. Some of these words were involved by, not involved, invented 
by Cummings, often by combining two common words into a new synthesis. This is fancy. He also yeah, he revised, yeah, he also revised grammatical and linguistic rules to suit his own purposes using such words as if am and because as nouns or assigning his own private meanings to words. Despite their non-traditional form, Cummings' poems came to be popular with many readers. Um, there is a quote about him. No one else has ever made avant-garde experimental poems so attractive to the general and special reader. Oh. What a good job. What a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Liz. You had some multi-syllabic words there as well. Those were some big ones. Yes, all of our um, speech lessons and <laughs> children's book readings of the night, they're paying off. <laughs> Okay, Liz, do you want me to read the poem since you just read that? Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Little tree, little silent Christmas tree. You are so little. You are more like a flower. Who found you in the green forest? And were you very sorry to come away? See, I will comfort you because you smell so sweetly. I will kiss your cool bark and hug you safe and tight, just as your mother would. Only don't be afraid. Look, the spangles that sleep all the year in a dark box, dreaming of being taken out and allowed to shine. The balls, the chains, red and blue, the fluffy threads, Put up your little arms, and I will give them all to you to hold. Every finger shall have its ring, and there won't be a single place dark or unhappy. Then, when you're quite dressed, you'll stand in the window for everyone to see, and how they'll stare. Oh, but you'll be very proud. And my little sister and I will take hands. And look up at our beautiful tree. We'll dance and sing. Noel, Noel. Oh, that's how I feel after decorating the tree. That's sweet. Oh, I love a Christmas tree. Do you love the smell of a Christmas tree? I was at Home Goods today sniffing candles and I ran into a couple fur ones and I just, I didn't know. I didn't know what I thought. (laughs) I don't like them as a candle. They just have to be the real tree, and that's where I stop. (laughs) Did you know that you can get little sticks to, like, fragrant sticks to put in your fake tree to smell like a real tree? (laughs) I bet you can. (laughs) If you want to do that. I don't know. I had a friend do that, and I never knew that was a thing. Oh, that's awesome. Do y'all have real trees or fake trees? Real, yeah, I'm real. All from those. Whole Foods. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm Whole yeah. Foods. That's a swanky tree. <laughs> okay. We do the Boy Scouts in Vestavia. Mm. Yeah, That's, we uh, we're a Lowe's tree, but man, they jumped up like ten bucks a foot. Okay, how much was your tree? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was seventy bucks this year, and it's I don't know how big it is, but it's Matthew and Madeline went and got it. I think it's a five footer. But it was ten dollars more than it was last year. You I think got I was robbed. 
because our Whole Foods tree is like nine feet tall and it was 60. I'm not even going to say how much we spent. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, the Boy Scouts will get you. The Boy Scouts are out to get you. How much was yours, Liz? It was $100. It was way more than last year. Oh, Oh, y'all got robbed. (laughs) But Liz, you're paying... Liz is paying to be a good citizen, though. You're helping the Boy Scouts. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, we did pick a place that was trying to raise money. And I'm just helping Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I mean, he's, which is super poor cool. thing. <laughs> um, I'm surrounded, if you want, yeah. I mean, I have a pile of Amazon boxes next to me as we're recording this. So, I mean, I'm doing my part in another way. You are. <laughs> he needs our help. He does. <laughs> He's got a new girlfriend, so he's going to need to woo her. (laughs) I can imagine him trying to woo a girl just walking in his warehouse. What shall I fetch her? (laughs) You could pick whatever aisle you want to go to tonight. (laughs) Oh, my word. Oh, man. I try not to shop from Amazon because... Well, I for a little bit I thought they were going to be the Antichrist, but they're way too popular. <laughs> Google's the sleeper. I like <laughs> it's be Google. There. People like Google, but um, <laughs> but I just can't help it. Yeah, you it's can. So yes, it's too easy. It's too easy. They're like, we can deliver this in five hours, yes. and I'm like, yes, you can. Thank you. <laughs> like, I need. <laughs> <laughs> I love that JoJo's at your house just on a school night, you know? Y'all just hanging out. You're like, hey, buddy, come on over. Yes, I basically just said I'm dying. Help. <laughs> said, want a mom with me? <laughs> JoJo, you said, oh, good. yeah. And he, like, brought us pizza and helped me put Bennett to sleep Aww. and helped me fold laundry and, like, played um, the Red. PlayStation with... <laughs> With Caleb and his like <laughs> decapitated, not decapitated, debilitated. He actually died yesterday. <laughs> his back injury is now a decapitation. All right, girls. Yeah, let's get our culture on. <laughs> All this talk of decapitation is taking us back to the Middle Ages where yeah. poetry began. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> okay, who is going to read Midnight in the Pantry? Oh, Midnight in the Pantry. Um, I'll read it. Do okay. it. Edgar A. Guest was born in 1881, was a British-born American poet who became known as the People's Poet. His poems often had an inspirational and optimistic view of everyday life. You can boast your round of pleasures, praise the sound of popping corks, where the orchestra is playing to the rattle of the forks. And your after-opera dinner, you may think superbly fine, but that can't compare, I'm certain, to to the joy that's always mine. When I reach my little dwelling, source of all sincere delight, and I prowl around the pantry in the waning hours of night. When my business or my pleasure has detained me until late, and it's midnight, say, or after, when I reach my own estate. 
Though I'm weary with my toiling, I don't hustle up to bed. For the inner man is hungry, and he's anxious to be fed. Then I feel a thrill of glory from my head down to my feet as I prowl around the pantry after something good to eat. Oft I hear a call above me, goodness gracious, come to bed. And I know that I've disturbed her by my overeager tread. But I found a glass of jelly and some bread and butter too, and a bit of cold fried dirt chicken. And I answer, what I'm through. <laughs> oh, there's no cafe that better serves my precious appetite than the pantry in our kitchen when I get home late at night. You may boast your shining silver and the linen and the flowers and the music and the laughter and the lights that hang in showers. You may have your cafe table with its brilliant array, but it doesn't charm yours truly when I'm on my homeward way. For a greater joy awaits me as I hunger for a bite, just the joy of pantry prowling in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Nice night reading. I love that one. That's a good one. That's so fun. And all of these were supposed to be uh, like under the theme of like this time of year, this season. And you can see there's quite a stretch of the imagination <laughs> for them. But with this one, I don't know about y'all, but after I eat like a giant Christmas supper and then we go to what my sister calls the tray of shame where she puts all the desserts <laughs> that all of her <laughs> all of her friends and neighborhood friends have given her. We go to the tray of shame. And then you're just so full you can't eat anymore. And then you come down the stairs at midnight. And you're like, well, I'm a little hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at right. least I'm not full anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was this one thing on that tray that I really liked earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what is y'all's thing? Like on the dessert tray, what's, what is your absolute Christmas cannot resist? Fudge. Oh, me too. Who said that? Was that you, Rebecca? Yes, Rebecca. (laughs) Yeah, fudge is delicious. Just make it. I think it's supposed to be easy. Yeah, is that right? It's supposed to be. I don't want to make it. Yeah, and I'm like spoiled. My mom always makes fudge. You know, something I love at the Christmas, like a Christmas sweet that I really love and never have made, Buckeyes. Like the peanut butter balls. Oh, I never made them, them, but they are good. I love those. Okay. And they have like a Mississippi equivalent called peanut butter balls. Oh, is yeah, it the, the same, same thing? thing? Isn't it? Yeah. It's like the same, but, <laughs> fancy. but it's from Mississippi. That's At least <laughs> that's where I'm from. And that's what we call them. Okay. Oh, good. okay let's see oh okay next poem i wrote this so this is it's titled here comes the holiday and it is written by caroline (sighs) music but that's really not who i am y'all it's really (laughs) caroline You'll know how I feel about my maiden name, Perot. That's who I really am. And then you get married and you're like, who am I? Yes. <laughs> I've said that exact statement before. <laughs> it, it's a killer. Very Liz, weird. what's your maiden name? Tell us who you really are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really Liz Kleber. I'm a Kleber. That is my, that's me. And so this Moy character, I don't know who that is. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, would you ever be like Cleaver Moy? Well, sometimes I do write that. Like, so when I'm doing like invoices for design work and stuff, yeah. I'm always like, I need both names on there because it doesn't feel right <laughs> without it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> because that feels more like all of me. Yeah. I love it. But one thing that's so funny about this maiden name thing is, you know, my maiden name is my dad's name. <laughs> like, yeah. it's all some man's name, but it's like, yeah. it's my dad. I knew him. So. Yeah. Well, that's like your other part of you. It's like, why is that getting put away? Oh, and I just like blood. Just, it's your bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> but it has left me with a true sense of lost identity. I just feel like I'm, I'm floating with with no real surname homeland anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have my moments of that, so I understand. Hmm. I, after, I think I maybe after like three months of knowing y'all, after I got close with y'all, <laughs> probably not three months. Uh, <laughs> after I feel close enough to my friends, there's this moment. Usually after glass two, or I say, I just want you to know who I really am. My <laughs> real name is <laughs> Caroline Perot, and it has so many vowels. It's who I really am. <laughs> I remember that conversation. <laughs> and I, I really honestly was cracking with you. And I was like, yeah, that's a really cool name. And I would probably have misspelled it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like vowels out the wazoo. I All right, girls. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm sorry I took y'all down my my deep, deep, dark path of identity <laughs> identity theft. <laughs> Another way to look at that is, oh, marriage is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some days it's very yeah. nice to have that name. <laughs> well, okay, so I wrote this while I was in the waiting room at the doctor's office, and it is called. Here Comes the Holiday uh, by me and read by me. Okay. Such a special time of year. I see my friends so dear. Jack, Jude, Cameron, and Kate. Grab the popcorn, I can barely wait. Which couple reigns supreme? Kate and Jack for my low self-esteem? Hardly. There's none that compare to the magical chemistry that Cam and Jude share. Just once per season, I partake of this treasure, crack open the vino, let go of the pressure. It eases and pleases and tickles my heart in hopes that life might imitate art. So give a big cheer and grab your pom-pom for the greatest of all Christmas rom-com. It's over. I love that. <laughs> Let me just say <laughs> that is my favorite movie. Of course, it is. It's the it best. is certainly my favorite movie. And I even like I had to fill out a um, personal survey thing at work, and I just wrote that in the other day. <gasps> now, Love Actually is it wants to be up there with it, and it's up there, but it's not. I mean, no, no way. I've only seen that once and it was good, but the holiday, I just can rewatch over and over. I love it. It makes me feel so happy. I was following the drama, not knowing this was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who are these friends? I, <laughs> well, that's like, I did start that way, but then I picked up on it. <laughs> 
Kate. Now it's They're my time. secret friends I don't tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> They're my f- only other four friends. <laughs> oh well, I want in on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's true. I, the question of who's better, Jack and Kate or Jude and Cameron. Oh my gosh. Just, I love when... Jude knocks on her door and he's all drunk. He's like, I got to spend the night because my sister always lets me sleep over here. And they're like, just the best chemistry. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you so want to be Cameron right then. (laughs) (laughs) At least I do anyway. (laughs) I read in the gossip rags that they did date for a little bit. But that's, you know, you. I don't know if it's true, but I don't care. Let's talk about it. I'm just going to go off the movie because if you go into their personal life too much, Jude had some issues, but he did the movie. I mean, I'm right there. <laughs> he bounced back though. Didn't he? He just hopped right on. Probably. Back. I mean, I still like him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next pop Rebecca, are you ready for yours? Okay. So I, this is like, rough draft so we can like workshop it together and it's kind of confusing so I'm going to explain it we are in Birmingham and it is currently autumn but also Christmas is in like a few days (laughs) and (laughs) so the future okay a lot is happening in this poem (laughs) just follow me as I read (laughs) Okay, and it'll be great. Credit to JoJo. She helps me like oh. sort out my oh, my so thoughts. <laughs> An editor, JoJo the editor. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Just like Jude Law in the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm just gonna I don't have I don't it doesn't even have a title. It's untitled. Nice. That's extra artsy when it's untitled. <laughs> Autumnal leaves fall to the ground, yellow, red, orange, and brown. A gentle breeze, the warmth of sun, the Christmas season has begun. The sun is fading, the time has changed. All the presents are arranged. We start the fires, we drink the cider, we carve the turkey, we eat the sliders. All the while it's raining still, searching for that Christmas feel. But it won't last because winter's coming. Then there's spring. Seasons are changing and so are we. Yay! I love it. Good. That doesn't need any workshopping. No. Thanks. Very nice. And it's not filled with a whole bunch of stuff. I thought that was was perfect. I thought it seemed really organized. You were moving through. Thanks. It was just like... I'm talking about autumn and then I talk about Christmas, but it's currently autumn and Christmas. Rebecca, I loved that. I thought that was really, I thought that was, it was great. Thanks. And you said autumnal. I mean. You know, I may have got that from something I read before. I don't normally talk like that. I do feel like I'm searching for that winter feel. I mean, that Christmas feel. Like you want it to feel like Christmas. You want it to feel. And it's so like hectic. It's hard to like feel it. 
Yes. It can just be here and gone. My favorite week of the entire year is the week after Christmas and between New Year's because it Mm. is harder now because it's still wild with kids. But growing up, like it would just get quiet and dark and the, it's like the earth just pulls a blanket over itself and there are these really bright stars and it's cool and it's just it's such a I think it's such a spiritual week. It and it gives you like permission to just finally rest and like mm. quiet and like recharge for the new. I mean that I mean for the new like I can feel the new year coming, but it like feels nice. I, I love that week too. Mm. Yeah. That was a, do you feel like, Rebecca, like you're, are you getting your winter on? Do you feel with your uh, Whole Foods $60 tree that's nine feet, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, do you feel like you've got winter? Okay. I think I need to light a fire. I think that's oh. one thing, like cocoa mm-hmm. Maybe like it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Maybe a snack. Christmas tree cakes or something. Or fudge. <laughs> fudge. <laughs> Little fire. Debbie's? Yes. They're so cool. I couldn't find them for my daughter's like Christmas party. Oh. They were sold out everywhere. Because everyone's oh, making the ice cream. The Christmas tree cake ice cream. Oh. I've never had the ice cream, but the cakes aren't good. They are good. Mm-hmm. And ice cream's good too. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, you could go to Chick fil A and get a peppermint milkshake. That's oh. seasonal. Oh, yeah. That's tasty. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. And Wendy's is bringing out a peppermint uh, frosty. Excuse moi. Oh, I saw something about that. I wonder if it's any good. I, um, I don't have high hopes. <laughs> I wouldn't put, I mean, all my money on it or anything. <laughs> but, hey, they could surprise me. Yeah, you never know. You never know. They have other good things. Yeah. <laughs> Their chocolate frosties are reliable. Yeah. Very consistent. You're right. Yeah. That may not be good, though. It may just be that I grew up with them, you know? <laughs> Well, oh, no. no, I know what you mean. Yeah. But I had one not too long ago and, it, you know, it hit the spot. When you decide to get one of those, then it's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I had a Sonic Frosty last night and I found myself, you know, how sometimes thoughts just hit you and you don't see them coming. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I was eating the Frosty. I was like, this is so enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> That is a great feeling. It was just so creamy oh. and just delicious. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I was, was going to ask, have y'all been to um, Big Spoon, the a local ice cream shop? Have y'all had their hot chocolate during Christmas time? No, like real hot chocolate or ice cream hot chocolate? No, it, real hot chocolate. They make it themselves and they also make their own marshmallows. And really? so you go and you get a cup and they have this big thermos of it. And then it's like a big square marshmallow that they squish down in it and they, Ah. they put the lid on. And it's funny because the first time I had it, a friend bought it for, there was a group of us going to look at Christmas lights. And she mentioned in the text, like, Oh, I'll, I'll get the chocolate, hot chocolate. And it was so delicious that I went back, I think the next day. And I thought that was kind of her to get the hot chocolate, but 
I appreciated it so much more after I bought it because it was How like much seven was it? bucks. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> and there were like five of us. So she paid like 35, 40 bucks. And that's for, a good friend. Yes. <laughs> for hot chocolate for all of us. I mean, it is, there's a reason it's $7. I mean, it is so delicious, guys. Like I would, it is a treat. It is a treat. That sounds special. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> Please put it in those notes. But uh, Liz, can you wrap us up here with our with a classic? Yes, Robert Frost. He's always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Do you want me to read the little? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about old Frosty Pants. Yeah. All right. So Robert Frost. He's known for his realistic depictions of rural life and his command of American colonial speech. Um, He frequently wrote about settings from rural life in New England in the early 20th century, using them to examine complex social and (laughs) philosophical. Let's see. He's uh, frequently honored in his lifetime, and Frost is the only poet to receive four Pulitzer Prizes for Poetry. Ooh. That's pretty special. Four. Holy cow. He is pretty good. Yeah. All right. Let's see. So stopping by woods on a snowy evening. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep and miles to go before I sleep. So good. I love that poem. That's a good one. Yeah, I've always liked that. And it seems so true every day now. There's just so much to do before you can stop. Yes. It's like Aldi. Got a stopping by Aldi on Snowy Eve, right? (laughs) (laughs) And cheeses to shop before I part. They do have good deals on cheese, and they're cheese it and weird either. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been there one time. I need to go more. People can't stop talking about it. I used to go there, and then I forgot about it. But I used <laughs> to get uh, some. I would get cheese from there, and I would get uh, produce. Like I'd get some vegetables from there. Not always, but yeah. there, it was cheaper. Wow. Um, you know, I didn't get a cart from Aldi. I guess I've known about, well, I knew about it in Nashville when I was single, but I never got a cart from it because I was so intimidated by the quarter system (laughs) and I was was afraid I wouldn't be able to figure out the quarter system. So I would just go in and I'd just get a handful of stuff and I would leave. (laughs) Oh my God. How meek is that? (laughs) when, When I became a mother and I brought Madeline to Audi for the first time, I was like, little girl we're out to take this effing quarter and we're going to get a basket and you're going to sit in it. And it <laughs> turns out it's not hard. You put a quarter in and you pull the basket out. Yep. 
if you don't have money on you like me, sometimes you don't have a quarter. And I had a lease and she was like one. So I had to hold her, you know, and I had to get, we were out of food. So I was holding her, and I was holding her milk along with like 10 other grocery items. And I was like, I might die in this all day. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> They have no options for broke people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, girls. Okay. uh, I'm going to cut this because holy cow, I've got a lot to edit as usual with (laughs) us, right? (laughs) Lots of giggles. Oh, yes. Lots of stuff that is probably inappropriate. (laughs) Um, May not, you know, keep in a festive mood. Love y'all. Jojo, thanks for joining the party. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Finally. Thank you, Caroline, for having us on. Yes. Thank you, Caroline. The world demanded it. (laughs) (laughs) We're the most asked about guests, right? From the closet. (laughs) Who are those girls you were talking to? They sound so gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) But y'all really were. uh, Yeah. Y'all were favorites. I've had a lot of people tell me how much they enjoyed listening to you. And it also, just looking at the numbers, it's a pretty high up episode. That's awesome. How fun. That's right. Fan faves. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, girls. Uh, Thank you for being cultured with me and irreverent and fun. And uh, thank you so much for joining the Poetry Slam. All right, girls. Love y'all. Love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Okay, guys, we have one more poem. And this is from a former guest on the show. This is Haley Forrester. She is a decluttering coach. And she has a business called Simple Joy. She She was on one of the early episodes, and I'm going to link that in the show notes for you. It's a great episode. She has tons of good tips about how you can find peace and calm in your mind by creating a calming environment, by getting rid of the things that you don't really need, letting go of things that don't bring you joy. And it's a it's a very relaxing episode. She has a fantastic voice, and uh, so I'll link that for you. Check it out if you have not already. But she. Uh, has a poem that she is going to read to us with her daughter, Annabelle. And it it's a great, it's an original piece, and it's a great poem to end on. And it's all about just finding that, uh, the slower pace for the season. And we're going to end with this. This is the last you'll hear from me. So they're going to close us out. Hope you've had a great time. And uh, here she is, Haley and her lovely daughter, Annabelle. "'Twas the season of Christmas, all hustle and bustle. The Smiths were in panic in the holiday tussle. Lights tangled like spaghetti, a sight quite distressing. Gifts piled like mountains, oh, what a messing. Ding dong, ding dong, hear the cash registers ring. A chaotic Christmas, isn't it quite the thing? Mum in the kitchen, a flower-coated scene. Dad on the roof where he shouldn't have been. Kids wrapping gifts, tape stuck in their hair. The cat in the tree just hanging in there. Ding dong, ding dong, let the chaos bells chime. A frantic Christmas, isn't it just sublime?
Then little Timmy, with a giggle so sly, said why not try something different, or why? Why not sit back, relax and just chill, enjoy a simple Christmas? Oh, what a thrill! Ding dong, ding dong, let's take a different view. A peaceful Christmas, fresh and new. So they dropped all the fuss, the rush and the race, embraced simple joys with a calm, steady pace. They sang carols softly, sipped cocoa by the fire, shared stories and laughs which never tire. Ding dong, ding dong, hear the heart's gentle ring. A simple Christmas, isn't it quite the thing? In that moment, the Smiths found a truth so profound. In simplicity and love, true holiday spirit is found. Not in the glitter, the gifts or the feast, but in the shared moments with stress the least. Ding dong, ding dong, let the true bells ring. A simple Christmas, the best kind of thing. Okay, gang, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've been inspired, encouraged, and have had a great time. If you'd like to know more about working with me, having me as your own personal coach, check out my website, www.makeitjoy.com. You'll also find all of my resources, recommendations, and freebies on there as well. If this podcast is your kind of thing, I would so appreciate your support. Please leave me a five-star review and help spread the word. If you'd like to say hello, I would love to hear from you. Send an email to caroline at makeitjoy.com. I will read it and I will get back to you. I love the Make It Joy community. Y'all are a really beautiful, lovely group of people. And I appreciate you all so much. Enjoy being you. Enjoy your life. And go make it joy. I'll see you next time.